Hey out there in Liston land, this is Adam Hull, and we want to welcome you to another episode of Crazy Talk in the 76067. On today's episode, we actually have a pair of interviews for you about two great local events coming up in the next month, this fall in Mineral Wells, Texas. The first one being an interview with Miss Judy Jackson, who is in charge of Backpack Buddies, and she's going to fill us in about some of the details about how you can get involved with Backpack Buddies, and some of the details about the wonderful fundraiser coming up on September. 28th at 6 p.m. in the parking lot behind Coffee and Cocktails. And that's going to be, of course, Mineral Wells Idol taking place that evening. A great way to have some fun and support Backpack Buddies at the same time. That'll be coming up in our first interview. Uh, and then following that, we have an interview with Miss Carol Elder, who's with the Famous Water Company and is also in charge of the Crazy Water Festival, which will be celebrating its 40th anniversary this year on the second weekend of October, Friday and Saturday. And we're going to just find out some details about all the excitement that that event has in store for us this year and so we look forward to sharing these two wonderful interviews with you today Uh, we hope you enjoy listening and without any further ado we'll take it away with Judy Jackson we have Judy Jackson today with us and she heads up Backpack Buddies which uh, goes towards feeding um, people who are students who are food insecure on the weekends through the school district um, it's one of the great nonprofits in Mineral Wells, Texas, one of the more popular ones uh, that has a pretty wide footprint in town. So she's going to be, she's with us today to help uh, raise awareness about that and one of their big upcoming events this coming fall, which is Mineral Wells Idol. So we'll hear, hear a little bit about that from you, Judy. But before we jump into Backpack Buddies, I want to ask you, uh, how long have you been a part of the Mineral Wells community? I believe we moved here in 1974. 1974 that's even longer than me and I'm a lifelong I, resident I know so, that yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome that's awesome um and you know I've, I've only been here a few years uh but what is your favorite part of town so what's what's the place or the thing in town that you'd like to go see or visit the thing like when when your kids and grandkids come you drag them to to go see what's what's your favorite part of town Ooh. My kids enjoy the state park a lot. Oh. Um, they always like to go eat. <laughs> they're bigger <laughs> kids now. They're like 18 and 19, so they're very interested in food. Um, my granddaughter likes the market. Now she likes to go shopping there. Uh, my favorite place to go in town is in my backpack buddy room and pack bags with my friends, which, as corny as it may sound, is true. That's a good place to be. That's a good place to be. I've been in there a few times helping a little bit here and there. I don't nearly uh, spend as much time as Miss Judy does in there uh, just packing backpacks all all times. during the, what, what, what is the schedule kind of for when you meet to pack these backpacks, just in case anybody's curious about the back-end work that goes into this project? We meet during the school year every Wednesday night around 6.30. Anybody is welcome to come help us. Um, my two faithful compadres and I go up on Tuesday usually and get everything ready to pack. On Thursdays, we meet to get the food delivered to the schools. And can I say thank you to First Financial because they deliver to the grade schools every week for us. Very, very nice to mention that. Uh, First Financial Bank here in Mineral Wells, Texas, always lending a hand with Backpack Buddies. And and they have been for a while now, I guess. Uh, They've already done it for two years. A special thank you to Matt Sutterth. 
Matt. <laughs> Matt's a good guy. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> um, and I'll have to say, you know, in that whole schedule, there's one thing she leaves out every Tuesday morning. I meander out of my office at one point here at the church and make my way silently down there and about scare them half to death <laughs> on my way to go get coffee. So uh, you'll see that if you come up about those times, too. Uh, one of the other things I want to touch on, uh, other than your favorite place in town, um, what are some other things you've been involved with here in Mineral Wells? Ooh. Uh, we used to have a food pantry here, yep. and I was very involved in that. Um, a long, long time ago, let's see, mostly things through the church, I'd say. Yeah. And I try to support um, Noah's Ark, because they've been very good to us, too, and so I always try to support them. Um, Mainly, that's it, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's great. And, and like you mentioned, it's several things through the church here. And, and uh, an endeavor like Backpack Buddies, you know, it, it, it's not shameful by any means if that's one of the few that you mentioned because it, it is such an integral uh, organization and charity here in Mineral Wells, a nonprofit that services uh, uh, so many uh, of the needs of the children here in Mineral Wells. And, I mean, as far as particular nonprofits that are near and dear to my heart that's one that as a former school teacher it really spoke to me and I, I'm really proud of the First United Methodist Church for undertaking that and, and thankful to all you guys that volunteer to make that happen every week because I, I have gone and delivered the food I have packed a little here and there and helped move boxes and and just doing it the little bit that I have um, I see how much effort it takes every week to make that happen and to uh, see that whole process through. And it's, it's not an easy undertaking. It takes a lot of, there's a lot of moving, moving parts to it. There is, but we've been very fortunate. There are uh, lots of different clubs in town that have come and packed. Southwire has come and packed twice, held two big food drives for us. There are a lot... This really is a community effort, is what I'm trying to say. Lots of people contribute to it. Um, the First Presbyterian Church has been backing us for five or six years now. And the Rotary Club is a big supporter. Zana has helped us. This is Our cost during the school year is right at $1,800 a week. So it's not a cheap thing to do. And if we didn't have the support of this community, we couldn't do it. Yeah, and I, I can vouch for that. If the church had to do it by itself, we could not do that at all. We couldn't do it, <laughs> it no. And I think that's one of the things that Backpack Buddies has taught me, just what a giving and generous community we live in. I don't think I realized that before, but I think most people have a heart for children. And so I'm very, very grateful to this whole community. I think that's one of the things you don't realize when you move to a place is uh, the far-reaching effects of poverty. Because you think about poverty, and that's, that's really what at the root what Backpack Buddies is doing. It's helping to alleviate uh, one aspect of poverty in children's lives. And you don't think about how poverty affects people, especially children, when you first move somewhere. You know, you think, you see very vividly poverty you know, when you go and you see that rundown house on the sh street corner or the, the guy sitting and panhandling on the curb. 
but you never think about the kids who go home on Friday and are hungry because they don't have a stable source of food at home. That's true. We have so much poverty in our town that our school system now gives, on the elementary level, now gives free breakfast and lunches to all the children during the week. And in the summertime, they give free lunches. They go out to different places and give free lunches. And the last two years, we have finally reached a goal we've had for a long time, and we've been able to go and set up with them on Fridays to give out food. And this is the first opportunity. The way we do it, we're once removed because we're dealing with the counselors in the schools. And it really touches you when you're handing a bag of food to a child and they tell you how much they appreciate it. Definitely, and that's that's kind of a, an extended part of this Backpack Buddies um, you, you touched on is there's a summer feeding program as well associated with Backpack Buddies that when, you know, during the school year we give these, these wonderful uh, gifts of food over the weekend, um, what happens to those kids during the summertime when we have that, that time off and away from school, away from the free lunches, um, what do we do? And so tell us a little bit about the summer feeding program and how, what, how that differs or what, that, what that's about. It has, just what you said, has always weighed very heavily on my heart because we fed them all year and then deserted them in the summertime. So last year we had enough money that I approached the school system and asked if we could set up with them. They set up at three different locations, give out free breakfast and then come back and give out free lunch. They do that five days a week. And so on Fridays, they let us set up in their locations and give out food. We gave out an average of 120 bags per week this summer. 120 bags, that's, that's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. During the school year, we'll feed between 280 and 300. Wow, wow. That's, that's a lot of meals each week that come out of that little room down there. Um, if someone wanted to get involved right away or support you all, what would they do? They would probably message us on our Facebook page. It's Backpack Buddies Mineral Wells. Backpack Buddies Mineral Wells. Okay, okay. So that would be the best way for a service organization or a local business that wanted to get involved in uh you don't have to give out your phone number if you don't want to. I will. I will. If somebody wants to help Backpack Buddies, that's fine. They can call me at 817-919-1742. Very good. Well, very bold and very gracious (laughs) of Judy to give that information out. So if you have something involving Backpack Buddies Mm -hmm. uh, and not involving uh, selling something or (laughs) telemarketing of any sort, um, reach out to Judy uh, on there or via the uh, Backpack Buddies Facebook page, Backpack Buddies Mineral Mm -hmm. Wells, and um, find them, and that'll be a great way. And we may see you up here at the church packing on a Wednesday night or delivering or doing one of those different aspects of what we're doing. We're very flexible. We will also meet them at a time that's convenient for them, like different groups have come on in the afternoon. I want to say the most recent one we had come through was uh, Southwire. And they came on Tuesday afternoon. Great, Great. Awesome. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your big event coming up because I know for Backpack Buddies, it's kind of a year-long marathon of fundraising because we have to raise between thirty and 40000 a year to keep the program sustainable. So, and, and all of that comes outside of any sort of church budget. So 
it's nothing that the church is handing you money to do. It's something you, we're empowering you to go raise funds for, which is a nice way of saying, yeah, make your own money. We got to go beg. <laughs> yeah, we got to go beg. And so one of the biggest things we do to raise money for that is Mineral Wells Idol. So can you tell us a little bit about Mineral Wells Idol and some of the things happening with it this year? Mineral Wells Idol, I'm not sure we've been doing that four or five years. Four or five, something of those. Okay. And our great MC will be Adam Hull again this year. I paid her to say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> and this year we're going to try something different, which I think will be lots of fun. We are going to have it in the parking lot behind the market. So right there back, back, back behind Coffee and Cocktails yep. off the patio there um, is going to be the location, which is a little different. We've, we've been doing it at the country club. We've done it in the parking lot here by the church, tried a few different venues, but we're really excited about this particular venue because on top of everything else, um, you're going to have access to coffee and cocktails and to some of the food trucks that'll be there parked, uh, right next to where the event's taking place. So, and admission is free. So we hope you will come out. So that's a change from previous years where we've charged in, in some years we've charged admission and ticket and price to pay for the food. And now everybody can eat if they want to, which we hope they will, but they don't have to. They can just go. Oh, okay. They can just use their money to vote for their favorite contestant. contestant. Exactly. So just to give you kind of a rundown, since I know a little bit about this too, about how Mineral Wells Idol works. It is, it is similar to the American Idol format, except for instead of calling in and casting your votes that way, uh, we take monetary donations for each contestant. There is a jar with that contestant's name on it. So if you hear that contestant perform or it's just a friend or a family member that you want to support, uh, regardless of how good or bad they are. <laughs> um, if you want to support that person, uh, they're all great. I'll, I'll say that. They're, we've had some great, great, talented performers of all ages that have been uh, participants in that over the last few years. But if you want to vote for one of those people, what we do is you put the money in their jar, and then at the end of the night, we, we have three finalists, and they all sing one more time and do one more round of donations. Uh, the donations will be accepted all throughout the evening. And uh, once we get those donations tallied up, then we have whoever had the most is the official Mineral Wells Idol for the next year. And they get uh, a, 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 a monetary prize. They, mm -hmm. they get a, a little all bit of money. All the money that's, that's paid in, it's $20 entry fee and all that money plus a little more goes back to the top three entries so. and they also get an awesome trophy prepared by miss judy's husband rick jackson who does a lot of great artwork here in mineral wells uh, just all sorts of different things that he's come up with but he always comes up with a really unique and and uh one-of-a-kind trophy mm -hmm. uh for the event so you get uh, that and of course you get the bragging rights of being the mineral wells idol for the next year and that usually opens up opportunities we've had in some years we've had uh, winners perform at the Crazy Water Festival and other events in the community. It's just a good way to get your name out there. Um, just, just get your name out there. It's it's a great great way to do that. So I should say mention something because the church is nice enough to let us have a room to work out of and electricity and all that. We have no overhead. So if you donate to Backpack Buddies, it goes 100% to the cost of food. That's great. That's great. So you know where your money is going. Um, you can see the fruits of that 
uh, in action every week with Backpack Buddies, with the packing, with the delivering of the food. Um, so that's, that's an exciting thing to know that there is no overhead. Um, we're real excited about this change of venue this year, um, getting to utilize this great new downtown venue. And we hope that, you know, even if you can't stay for the whole program, you stop by. And if you want to make a little donation, that would be much appreciated. You don't have to necessarily donate to uh, one of the contestants. You can just donate to the cause. We, we, I saw a little bit of that a, a few months ago when we had the donut truck out. Tell us a little about that. We had a donut, Hertz Donuts, right? Yes. They volunteered to come and set up, and it was very nice because they had a little bucket set to the side where you paid out, and people could put their change in there, and we ended up, I think there was $350 of change. Wow. No, you know, just people yeah. that put their change in, plus what they donated. Now, they donated like $380. Yeah, seven or $800 when it was all said and done. Yeah, so it's a great thing, great. and I should say, Thank you to the Nixes. They're letting us use that area for nothing as a donation to Backpack Buddies, and we're very grateful for that. We do appreciate that. That's very generous of the Nixes, for sure, for sure. Um, one more question before we move on and kind of close out the interview with a few more personal questions. But um, uh, if there is one thing other than money, because we all know every nonprofit always needs money, but if there's one thing that Backpack Buddies needed other than money, what would that one thing be? Mm -hmm. I, this sounds silly, but I would love to have a nice trailer. So when we have, there's three of us all over the age of 70 who go and pick up all the supplies and have to carry them in our vehicles and then unload them. I would love to have a nice trailer so I could just back up and have them place all the stuff in there yes. and yeah that would so simplify if you are looking to get rid of a trailer <laughs> or you want to <laughs> help with trailer. that particular uh cause we're looking for a, a small cargo trailer possibly to help uh just with that delivery process because it, i have seen and like i said I, I have delivered once or twice before um and it's a lot of tupperware containers depending on <laughs> what, or which campus you're going to here at mineral wells ist there's a lot a lot of food that needs to be delivered at those times so anything that we could do to ease that for these ladies that volunteer um, that would be great so awesome awesome all right so uh wrapping our interview up the judy uh what's your favorite crazy water number of the four numbers mm -hmm. if you had to pick one I, if i had to pick one i guess i would pick two i've, I've tried several but i guess i would pick two but as a full disclosure our water our water tanks here at the church not tanks, tanks. Our, our water coolers <laughs> <laughs> makes it sound like we're storing this stuff <laughs> underground in yeah. case of an emergency our, our our water coolers here at the church are number one so okay. just trace minerals okay. in number one. But okay. number two is, is where you start to uh, step up the game just a little bit and you're getting more of that mineral content. And so I, I'm kind of with you. I go for usually a two or a three. And we've, we've talked on several podcasts <laughs> about most people uh, that are in the know prefer to stay away from the four most of right. the time, unless they have certain reasons at the time that they're wanting <laughs> to uh, partake in that. But um, definitely I'm a two or a three myself. So that's that's good to hear. Could I also throw in another thank you? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm very grateful to the Crazy Water Company, to the Crazy Water Foundation, because they have, for the past several years, let us work a couple of the gates at the Crazy Water Festival and then given us a nice portion of the profits every year, which is very, very helpful. Um, 
wrapping up, what's your favorite uh, favorite car? Well if, you're, well, if you could have a dream car, any car, what would your favorite car be? I was probably very, very lucky that I had my dream car when I was probably 30 years old <laughs> and um, traded an interest in an oil well. That was those days. And um, I had a Porsche 911 that I probably drove for 12 years. Wow, wow. So what, what year was that Porsche? It was, I probably got it in uh, 1980. It was probably a 77, but it only had 12,000 miles on it. The funniest thing that happened, we went to pick it up in Lubbock, and so we're leaving Lubbock, which is very flat, <laughs> and not very many cars. No. So my son is like, eight or nine years old, sitting on the little bench in the back, and he says, Mother, see what it'll do. I said, <laughs> okay. So about the time I hit fourth gear, we see a policeman sitting up there, and uh, he stops me, and my son Russ is sitting in the back, and he says, she hadn't even hit fifth gear yet. <laughs> and he laughed. Thank goodness the policeman laughed and didn't give me a ticket. Cause we That's impressive. That we just picked it up. So anyway, now my favorite car is a car that will hold everything I need to haul for backpack buttons. <laughs> it's funny how those priorities kind of change they a little do. bit. Yeah. I say, uh, if the cars you have in your 30s are your favorite cars, I didn't realize my favorite car was a Honda Odyssey. <laughs> um. But on that note, one, one last question we ask everyone before they leave. Uh, speaking of cell phones, are you a, an iPhone person or an Android person? I'm an iPhone person. There oh, we go, another one from my, my side gosh. right there. We are, we are winning this, uh, this questionnaire, I think, every it's week. Pretty, it's pretty ridiculous at this point. I have yeah. to go back through and tally them all, but I think there's only one other person we've had that's an Android person. Yeah, I believe that's right. That's because of my son, because I wouldn't have had an idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had an idea about what gear you were in back then. So. Yep. There we go. But on that note, Judy, I want to thank you for coming on, sharing a little bit about Backpack Buddies and yourself and uh, that great uh, mission work here in Mineral Wells. Uh, I hope that's been helpful. Like I, we said during the interview, if there's any uh, time that you want to get involved with this, please reach out to Judy. Uh, either via Facebook or cell phone, let her know that you'd love to help. Also, you can reach out to the church office here at First Methodist. We'd love to get you hooked up with Judy and Backpack Buddies so you can help with the students in our town as we battle hunger and poverty together. Excellent. Yes, definitely uh, reach out. It's a great organization. Um, and definitely come to Mineral Wells Idol on September 28th at 6 p.m. At Coffee and Cocktails, the parking lot right behind Coffee and Cocktails in the market, downtown Mineral Wells. We would love to see you there. So thank you so much again, Judy. Thank you. We're here this morning with uh, Carol Elder as she comes and she visits with us a little bit about what's going on with the Crazy Water Festival this year and updates us on how that's going. It's a really exciting year for the Crazy Water Festival. This is the 40th anniversary of that wonderful festival and we're, we're excited to be talking to the person that's kind of at the helm of that and can give us some details on what unique might be being brought to the festival this, uh, this coming year. So we got a lot of exciting things to talk about there. So welcome Carol. Uh, as we begin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have uh, you and Scott been a part of the community here? Um, I was born and raised here and then moved away and then we started having kids, uh, kind of moved back to Mineral Wells and as of October 1, we'll be back 20 years. 
exciting. 20 yeah. years, that's, that's a pretty good, uh, good amount of time to, to look at it from both perspectives, you know, to see it as, you know, from a childhood perspective and to see it as an adult, you know, there's a lot of interesting things. I mean, just a brief synopsis perhaps about the changes you've seen in the last uh, just little bit here in Mineral Wells. What, what are some of the things that really excite you about what's going on in Mineral Wells right now? Um, everything really excites me. I mean, we moved back here, you know, because we thought Mineral Wells would be a great place to, a great community to raise our, our children. And now we have, you know, two off to college and one that's still in high school, and it's proven to be just a just a, a great place to, to raise your kids and give them just a, a great start in life. Um, over the last few years, you know, it, it, <clears throat> we, it, it's really kind of grown with a sense of community, um, even more so. Uh, that's one thing that our kids have noticed even when they've gone off to school is um, just the sense of community and, and fellowship they have amongst town members as far as, as opposed to where they are at school. But um, it's really fun to see all the development in the downtown area as well as all over Mineral Wells with industry, all the kind of little boutique niche little businesses that are going in. You know, it's, um, it's really exciting and really fun to go um, around town. So speaking of uh, downtown in that area, do you have a favorite place that you like to frequent in the downtown area? We, we get several different, uh, uh, different suggestions of places to go and, and places that people like to, to hang out at. Do you have a particular place that you like to go here in Mineral Wells? I am not a person with favorites. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, the next question is going to be really because awkward. Because in my head, I'm like, but I like this and I like that. Even a color, I don't have a favorite color, which is kind of odd. But, um, you know, if, I love Merrimack North because we love their cookies. And it also has, you know, kind of, you know, kind of fun things to go see. Um, at cocktail, Coffees and Cocktails, I love Old Fashions. Um, but then the taco truck there, I love their shrimp tacos. But then the new downtown cantina, their brisket taco and their fried cauliflower taco is pretty awesome. How, how is that? I haven't been down there yet. Um, it is really good. Um, they have a really good um, jalapeno margarita as well. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I have a hard time making favorites. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, if you haven't heard yet, um, there is a new uh, restaurant here in Mineral Wells, Downtown Cantina. They have a branch out in Weatherford uh, on the square, and they just moved into the Old Fuzzies uh, building downtown and so that's just literally open within the past week and a half here so if you're looking for a new place to try something out here in mineral wells that would be a suggestion and and carol elder endorses some of their stuff so i mean it's, <laughs> that's a pretty high endorsement there so uh, a lot of exciting things going on down there so so lots of different places that you like to go lots of different places that you like to hang out um that's pretty interesting so what, what else we got eric as someone who doesn't have favorites this is gonna be a really hard question um being the person kind of at the head of Famous Water, what is your favorite crazy water number? Okay, that one I do have a favorite. I am a number three girl all the way. And then uh, and that's why we make the crazy fizz out of the number three as well. It's the, it's the one I like. Is there any reason why you like that one? Um, for me, I like the high mineral content, but it's, it's really well balanced. Mm -hmm. And like calcium magnesium ratios, a good pH. You, you can drink as much as you want to a day. So I use that <laughs> one for, I mean, we cook with it at home. We have a plumbed into our refrigerator. We make ice cubes. I sprout nuts with it. You name it. I do everything with crazy water number three. Interesting. interesting. <laughs> 
think everything short of filling your swimming pool. <laughs> I know we have done that before. You have. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah, back a few years ago when we had the, the bad droughts yeah. and you couldn't water outside or fill your swimming pools, uh, we have a we were still hauling water at that time. And so mm-hmm. we would fill it up with number three and take it and fill up our pool. That is funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really funny. Wow. <laughs> so next time you have a drought and you've ever dreamed of dry, or swimming in crazy water, there's a good chance you might find it at Carol's house. <laughs> um, shifting gears a little bit, Carol, um, can you tell us a little bit about this year's Crazy Water Festival? I know we have that coming up in October on the 11th and the 12th. Uh, it's supposed to be a pretty significant year because it's the 40th uh, anniversary. Uh, what can you kind of fill us in about it that's going to be really significant this year? So for the 40th anniversary, um, I think it's going to be really fun. We've kind of found some old graphics um, from the very first poster that was made um, for the festival, um, the very first logo used for the festival. So it's really kind of a real throwback year for everybody, um, even music-wise. Music uh um, David Adams um, does the music for the festival, and he's found um, we've paired up with uh, State Fair Records this year, and they've got us a really fun um, artist set for Friday night and Saturday, which will be a little bit funky, a little bit country, a little bit throwback, <laughs> you know, you name it, we got it um, as far as music. And then, of course, we have our um, the great um, organizations that we partner with every year, um, like we host the event, but then all the profit centers are, are put on by um, different uh, nonprofit groups here at Mineral Wells. Um, the, you know, entry, all the money for the entry gates um, go to Backpack Buddies and the food banks. The 5K is um, going to be for Mary Wells this year, uh, benefiting them. Um, the chalk art goes to... Um, Restore uh, as for the women's club who restores postings or the old post office, mm-hmm. and then um, what other groups do we have involved in it? Uh, of course, the car show is AMVETS, and uh, Beer Garden is Frontier Trails. So um, I think every we're, we've gotten to where the money going back into the community just from these main groups and the main functions is around forty thousand a year. So it's a it's a pretty significant event. That's a significant event, and um, and it, it's kind of good that all the money that is raised goes directly back into the community to help their projects to help support everybody. I know on the uh, backpack buddy side, that is a a large source of funding for them. It's just it's one of those things that. You know, they work a couple of the entry gates, and they make uh, enough money to help them get through part of the semester as far as food and, and items they need to purchase. So, you know, it, does, it goes back to something significant uh, a lot of times. So um, looking at the vendor list and – or not the vendor list, excuse me, the artist list um, and what you've done with State Fair Records, uh, is that all just going to be Friday night? That's Friday and Saturday. Friday and, and Saturday. And the Cliffs and Ottoman Turks play on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And Ottoman Turks are kind of blowing it up in the Dallas area. Um, this, will probably, this will be their third time to play at the festival. And this year will probably be the last year we can afford them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you can say we knew them when. That's, that that's, that's is definitely a group that you'll be able to say you knew them when. And Great. they are just a great group of musicians that we'd love to have out. Good deal. Good deal. Awesome. Awesome. Well, lots of things going on. I got the crazy car cruise uh, going on Friday night, right before the festival, uh, meeting at the West City Park, and then coming down to the crazy water 
uh, hotel? Is it going to be around the Crazy Water Hotel still, the where they park the cars? Or well, so the, on the... Friday night, it's going to be the car cruise through Mineral Wells, mm-hmm. and then they'll kind of go through, um, they'll turn on Northwest 6th, and then Friday night, the, it's all kind of in the festival grounds. They're kind of across from the Famous Water Company. Okay. And then there's a, a Corvair club that's here this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing racing out at the um, airport. And so they're going to be a part of the car cruise. So we'll have like a little mini car show with them okay. on Friday night. I think they have slot car racing as well. And so they're going to be set up in the First Christian Church with their annual slot car racing. And then, um, of course, we'll have uh, Crazy Beer. Um, unfortunately, this is the last year we'll have Rabbit Hole. They just announced that they're going to be closing their doors. Oh, wow. And they make the most awesome beers. Um, and so this will be their last public event for... Uh, the rabbit hole beers. Um, we'll have to find someone else for next well, year. Do you know what happened to them? Why, why they're closing? Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I think there's been 60 microbrews open up mm-hmm. in the last five years. And, it's a um, very competitive market. It's very competitive. Is. They got in, you know, kind of at the right time, but kind of had some, you know, they're a great group of guys. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, kind of reland themselves in the industry yeah, somewhere. Yeah, go somewhere different and yeah. do something similar similar nature. So that brings me to the, one of the questions I wanted to ask as far as crazy beer, um, kind of being the new person, quote unquote, in town, I guess, in the room this morning. Um, is it is it true they brew that with uh, crazy water? It is. So do they use number three? <laughs> um, they can't. Okay. Um, so uh, the type and style of beer mm-hmm. is dependent on the mineral content of the waters. Yeah. And so this year we'll we'll do a Mexican lager, yeah. And that one will be made with um, it's kind of like a diluted number two, because it has to have um, the mineral content can't be too high. And so then we'll actually do a porter style, which is a really dark, Mm -hmm. um, rich beer, and that is just with a number two. And so if you were to make it with a number three or number four, uh, you'd probably be chewing it. It's just uh, different. Uh, the sulfates and the bicarbonates okay. um, are really high in those, which make it really difficult for brewing. Um, same thing, we've had people do um, spirits, like mm-hmm. uh, whiskeys and stuff, and you really kind of have to keep it with a lighter mineral water for I those I figured there, there had to be something there, because I'd, I'd heard some people say, oh, it can't be brewed with the actual crazy water, because there's no way they could take mineral water and make it into beer. But That's what makes the best beers in the world. It's the type mm-hmm. of water that they're using that interacts, that's what makes each style of beer so unique, Mm -hmm. is the way that the the minerals and the water are reacting with the yeasts and such. So. And I'm not a chemist, so. (laughs) That's really all I know. You 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 sounded pretty educated there. That was impressive, so uh, a lot more than I know, so. I mean, shocker, I'm a pastor. I don't know that much about brewing (laughs) beer. So, I mean, on that vein, if you were to brew beer with Waco water, it would taste like dirt. You know, I don't know. <laughs> That's just just my personal opinion of the water when I'm in the Waco area. <laughs> um, no, uh, but that, that's always been a question that folks have asked me. Is that really, you know, I'll go places and talk about the festival because our, you know, our church does the children's area, which is conveniently located close to the beer garden. And so all the friends that come by or, or other pastors from out of town ask me, do they really brew that with crazy water? And I'm like, I have no idea what they do there <laughs> yeah we uh, i mean we'll take the the tanker over and we'll haul you know a thousand gallons or more over mm-hmm. and um they brew it all with the crazy water 
and I'm pretty proud to say that I'm almost 50 and I can still throw a, you know, 10 to 15 keg party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know a lot of people in the church that age that could, could, would openly comment that to me. No. other than the basic shows and the beer gardens and the vendors, is there anything unique that is happening for the 40th other than the artwork? Anything special? I know last year they did the Ferris wheel, and that was hit or miss, you know. Well, the, the, we rain, had, the rain was a hit. Yeah, yeah last yeah. year was a, it was definitely, we, we always promote it as a rain or shine event, but we never promote it as a um, tornado, flood, hail you name it kind of uh, festival so um (laughs) yeah we are kind of um just making the friday night um Mm -hmm. bigger and um just kind of promoting it that way Uh, we learned that over the last few years that people just they really like the hometown feel of the festival and we're just kind of enhancing all the different areas for our 40th well it's really become a, a kind of a destination event for a lot of former uh, residents, I've noticed if, if somebody is wanting to come into Mineral Wells, the opportune time seems to be the weekend of the Crazy Water Festival. And mm-hmm. I think that's uh, more true now than ever. And there's so much, I had a, an old friend that just came into town, uh, grew up here uh, about two weeks ago, and it was exciting to get to take them around downtown and show them all the artwork, show them coffee and cocktails, show them all these places that are being, you know, renovated as we speak and it really made them kind of pause for a second and you know they're they're currently uh, in the military but they're contemplating you know where do they want to live for um, you know after after the military life is over and mineral wells looks a lot more desirable um, than it did at one time to some of those people who have gone and and come back and lived other places they they recognize that we have something unique here, and we have something that is special that's really um, on the verge of blossoming into something um, even more special. And so it's it's pretty neat. And so that weekend of the Crazy Water Festival, if you're out there in Listing Land and you have uh, friends or relatives that haven't been to Mineral Wells in a while, uh, there's no better time, in my opinion, to come and check things out. The weather's going to be great. It's not going to be too miserably hot. I say that just predicting. Um, I, I really don't think it will be. Um, it's going to be uh, exciting to see what we have going on, not only in downtown area, but with this festival in particular. I've been real impressed um, since you guys kind of took the festival over with what has happened with the street art and uh, with the brewing of the, the beer and everything that kind of gives it a nice touch that ties it back into the actual water itself and the history of mineral wells so kudos to you guys um, for doing that and I, I think we're we're headed in a very positive direction not only in town but with the festival in particular so hey and i did think of something that i forgot to mention um one the one thing we are doing new mm-hmm. this year and i was like i knew there's something we're doing um is uh on saturday night we're doing a crate it's called a crazy crawl and so it's gonna go it's we have um six downtown locations which is incredibly amazing that we have six um, downtown um, eateries that are participating Um, the um, happy days um, fresh and fruity um, the downtown cantina uh, Merrimack and North um, uh, the bistro hole in the wall 
um, coffees and cocktails and the market. So I guess seven. So we'll have, so tickets will be $30 and uh, we'll have the link online um, soon. And uh, each location is going to be making either a food or beverage, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. So it can be a family event Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and you'll just kind of go hmm. to each location, and you'll have um, something made out of the crazy water. Some of them are using number four. Some of them are using crazy <laughs> fist. Some are using number two. So each one is kind of finding their own. Uh, their um, uh, have the crazy water in their test kitchens, and they're kind of uh, doing their their uh, recipes right now. And there'll be a contest at the end of the night. You'll get to vote on which crazy food or drink item was your favorite along the way. And uh, um, so we're excited about that event. That's awesome. That sounds exciting. I mean, that is exciting. I mean, when I came here four years ago, um, I don't think we had even that ma- close to that many eateries or places downtown you could even have done an event like this. No, we did a wine walk um, a couple years, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, there were only two. And yeah. so then we had to create a third so you'd at least have a triangle of stops. <laughs> and uh, so you can call it a walk. Um, but now we have, well, there's seven stops on this thing. Seven, you know, businesses downtown that are... I'm thriving and doing well. So you know, you know, I've harped on some of the leaders in the church and some of the staff here that it's there, there's a bigger story being told in the community than just the baker. And oh, definitely. And I think that that just highlights that so much that you know this. We talk about mineral wells and and revival and things coming back, and everyone immediately points to the baker. I was at a, a meeting of other Methodist pastors because that's that's what we do in the Methodist church. We meet a lot. And I was, I was meeting with some other Methodist pastors in the area, and that's the one question everyone had is, so what's what's going on with the baker? What's going on with the baker? And which, I mean, that that is exciting, and for us here at the church it's exciting because we're yeah. right next door to it. But, you know, I've often found myself stopping and saying, well, there's a lot of other things that are exciting happening in town right now, you know. Have you ever heard of the festival that we do every October? You know, <laughs> have, you, have you heard of what's happening with the businesses downtown and all the new restaurants and, you know, I, I think as things begin becoming more and more uh, vibrant, that hopefully some of that attention, not that there needs to be less on the baker, but some attention will begin shifting on the other areas in town where that revitalization is happening and is so, I think, vital to our community. Yeah, I do too. And I mean, luckily, I think everyone here knows that it that it's you know taken the village, taken literally in Mineral Wells, taken the army to you know to. <laughs> to revitalize and to build it back and um, there's a lot of really good bonds I think between the merchants and the people happening just because you know you're all in it together and uh, and it's really fun and I think it comes back to that what you were talking earlier that sense of community you know mm-hmm. there's there's a strong sense of community here that is is different than other places you know some of the other places I've been there's you know I happen to be from this area but you know, there's nothing special about it, and then they, they just go on their merry way in life. But you know, there are people that are from mineral wells, and you know, it might have its imperfections and its potholes in the streets and everything else. <laughs> but you know, they're proud of it when you really dig deep down. Yeah. It's something they're they're proud to say. They're proud to say they're from here. Yeah, and you know, you even see it with uh, with the different um, the churches and the um, you have. 
um, all the different ministers and priests that have alliances that pray together. And, you know, 20 years ago to get a Catholic praying with a, with a Baptist priest, (laughs) 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 you know, I mean, it, um, it just, there's a lot of walls that have fallen down since we have been here and you can really tell, I mean, it's, um, you know, you have interfaith praying together on a, on a, a regular basis. So. I was going to say there was a uh, candlelight vigil right after the shooting in El Paso and that a handful of us pastors were at, you know, and I I actually thought that I was like, that's strange. You know, you know, I'm going to I'm going to speak as the Methodist pastor, but I'm following one of the deacons from the Catholic Church. And that's, (laughs) you know, not a normal thing. I think I've only done one ever other joint service where it's me and some Mm -hmm. some leader from a Catholic church. And that was a, a joint protestant catholic wedding in germany so i mean that's that's the extent of my cooperation with them yeah i think we need to try to revive uh the um the holy week mm-hmm. that we used to have they still have it but i think it's it is not as strong as it was like where they you know the whole community goes from church to church every every day be fun yeah that's uh that's something we've we've still hosted but i agree with you i've noticed the numbers have gone down but that's i think one of the areas that you really could see that strength of community yeah again. i think so too so well adam well good deal a lot of good information about the crazy water festival is there anything uh to wrap up here that you want to mention about the festival that you'd like for people to know about anything this year any any um anything that you can think of i don't know i'm putting you on the spot here so so the um Methodist Church, y'all do the children's garden, and I hear, understand through a pumpkin vine that y'all may have pumpkins and such there this Yes, year? yes, so uh, and that's something we're working out. We're going to be ordering, uh, we've ordered a handful of crates of pumpkins from a wholesaler, so we'll have some pumpkins there, uh, take pictures and some small ones for kids to decorate and stuff. No, that'll be fun. That'll be fun, and then uh, after that, we're going to cart the leftovers back here, and we'll have a little pumpkin patch set up uh, uh, there's a member, and we're trying to work out the details of whether it's going to be here on site along the building somewhere or whether it's going to be um, one of the members owns a business in the downtown area that we could set up at and be a little more public. But uh, then we'll just open up that pumpkin patch on the weekends until Halloween for pictures, sell pumpkins, things like that. So, well, that'll be fun. Yeah. If you like that, you know, I, I went to one of our staff members and was like, can you set up something that looks good because... I think the exact words as I said, could you do something Pinteresty? Because I'm not like I would just throw some pumpkins down a little bit of hay and walk away and and this is just not my thing. And mm-hmm. she was she was excited. She's like, Yeah, I can do that. I've been looking on Pinterest about that already. So I was, Yes. <laughs> but um no, that's something we're working on. And I think that'll be I think that'll be really good. So that's you know, they're just it's not a huge thing, but it's one of those small community things that, you know, you go to a small town and you think, well, it's Halloween. There's probably some place I can take a picture with a pumpkin. Exactly. And so it's just one of those things we can add. Yeah. We're, we're glad that it's going to be happening at the festival this year. Okay. So. Awesome. Well, we got a few wrap-up questions for you uh, that we always ask to all our guests. And uh, the first one being, um, what is your favorite make or model of car? If you could have a dream car... What would you choose? Well, my personality is probably more Jeep, and our family has lots of Jeeps. But uh, I do love um, an Audi as well. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite the disparity there between yes. the two. That's that's yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. yeah. When, when I first moved here, my uh, the buddy who was an officer in the army, he had an Audi that he had sent over from Germany. But then he had to, get, for whatever reason, when he moved, he got restationed to El Paso and had to get out there quick for something. 
So we ended up babysitting his Audi for as an A4, as a German spec one. We ended up babysitting it for I think seven or eight months before I had enough time off to go out there and take him in his car. Yeah, and they they are fun to drive. They are really fun to drive. So Jeep is kind of good for you know when you want to be you know kind of more rustic and you know hair flying and then uh, but then it's also nice to just kind of ride in a little bit of luxury. <laughs> I'll keep rolling in my Honda Odyssey. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. And um, to wrap up finally, and I, I know I'm in a deep minority with this as I accidentally hit the wrong button on my phone. <laughs> um, we ask everyone just a final question. Um, you know, it says a lot about a person, but are you an iPhone or an Android person? I am an iPhone person. Yes. Primarily because my kids can teach me how to use it. <laughs> so staying in the minority here, Eric. Uh, I'm, nev- yeah. I'm never gonna, never gonna get out of that. Yeah. I think um, me. I want to say is a few episodes ago, Raymond Greenwood was the other Android user we had. Yeah. yeah. So, but and yeah. he had just switched to Android. Too. Yeah. It was he? He had been an iPhone person, I believe, if I remember the story correctly. And so. yeah, he just switched to a, a Samsung device and. Oh man! One of these days, I, these days. I went on a, a, a trip recently with some of the other church Methodist churches in our area, and there were a bunch of adults, a bunch of moms from Stephenville. We were up in Kansas City for uh, a handful of days for a large Methodist gathering of youth and young adults and people up there. And I went as one of the token preachers on the trip, and uh, they by the end of the trip. All of them were like, we just need to buy Eric an iPhone, so he has iMessage, so we can all message him, and he's in our group. Yes, that that when the when the there's an odd duck in that, that does make it difficult. And so the group messaging. If I ever, they're like, if you ever end up at First Stephenville, we will buy you an iPhone. I was like, well, I might take you up on that if I come down there. <laughs> so, but yeah, me and my Android phone. Well, good deal. Well, lots of good information here on this. We thank you, Carol, for being with us. Thank we appreciate you. it. And hey, if anyone anyone that's listening wants to get involved, what's the best way to get involved with uh, the Crazy Water Festival this year? Oh, yeah. We love to have more volunteers. We need volunteers every year. Um, you can uh, reach out to me um, at the uh, Crazy Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, email us through our website, through Facebook. Um, come by. Um, you can also, you know, we have the the Methodist Church, we have Backpack Buddies, we have Center for Life, we've got um, all the different organizations that um, do put on um, the different events, and all of that's done by volunteers. So find your um, favorite uh, organization and get involved with them, or just come to straight to us, and and we can we can put you in touch with somebody. I'll make a sly plug for the church and for Backpack Buddies. If you'd like to volunteer in the children's area or working a gate for Backpack Buddies, please let our church office know. We would love to get you plugged in. Yes, exactly. So with that, we thank you very much, Carol, for being with us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That wraps up this episode. We'll see you next time on Crazy Talk. Y'all take care.